What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crypto with Coop. I'm Coop, and this is the spot for fun, informative conversations with influential people in the crypto space. And today, I've got a different one for you. I'm talking to Peyton from the Big Pay YouTube channel. Peyton is a big voice in the Cardano community. We don't often talk about Cardano on this channel, but look, folks, Algorand and Cardano have very similar values and goals. You know what I mean? And it's my opinion that these blockchain wars, this tribalism that exists in cryptocurrency is counterproductive towards the end goal for all of us, which is crypto mass adoption, right? Isn't that what we're all doing? And I thought it might be a good idea to learn more about Cardano. And man, did I choose the right guy to come on. I mean, this guy is great. He's great, folks. Cardano's got a good one there, that's for sure. But yeah, we have a great conversation that spans Cardano, what he's building. He also built uh, the mycelial gallery. Um, so he likes mycology. Mycology is a cool thing. But before we dive in, let's get a word from our sponsor, Headline Inc. Headline is building essential Algorand ecosystem tools. They just had a DEX go live on Testnet. HDX. It's a flat fee trading platform. Well, it's actually free if you hold a Platinum Astro NFT. But yeah, Headline's building all sorts of things. They have an options protocol, analytics platform, forum, the social network, NFT factory, and NFT marketplace, and more. Basically, if Algorand needs it, Headline is building it. All right, everybody. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Big Pay. Thank you so much for joining me, Peyton. Well, I'm really happy to be on here. And while I do have a focus on the Cardano ecosystem, I'm not a blockchain mac maximalist. And I really believe this industry can push you know, society forward. Uh, Cardano is really just what has sucked me in. I used to make YouTube videos about uh, you know, multiple blockchains, but the ones that uh -huh. I would make about Bitcoin and Ethereum, I wouldn't get engagement. And it oh. just, you know, the Cardano community kind of just sucked me in over time. I've always been very passionate about it, but that's why I'm really happy for this conversation. One is to learn more about Algorand and really expand my knowledge on this space because there's there's so much happening. There's so much awesome things being built that it's hard to keep up with all of them. But this one-on-one yeah. -on -one conversation really is a great way to learn about other blockchains and, and really what I don't know. So I'm really excited and thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. It sounds like we have some things in common, uh, aside from just the cool shirts. I don't know if yeah. you've watched my shirt. I wear shirts. I, I saw a picture of you. That was one of the deciding factors about having you on. The I was floral like, print. Right, the floral <laughs> print, the, <laughs> the loud shirt. I love it, man. Well, and you're also, in LA, you know, and I'm in Florida, yeah. so we got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you in Miami? Is that where you're at? Nope. I, uh, no. I'm actually two hours north of Miami. I'm on kind of central Florida. Uh, yeah. You know, the cost of living's too too much down there, and also... Uh, it just seems like everybody's on a, a hamster wheel down there, you know, flexing yeah. their nice cars. And I like to live in a, you know, more frugal life and, you know, without running on the hamster wheel for the rest of it. Right. I get it, man. I get it. So I've been kind of on this kick lately where I'm like, OK, this tribalism is a little bit counterproductive. Right. I I've entered into the Cardano Twitter bubble a little bit, and I've noticed that a lot of the tweets are similar to the tweets that I see from Algorand community, like the tech matters and, you know, the bear market is for building and, you know, just a lot of, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a competition and we're not yeah. trying to, you know, I'm not trying to get rid of that. There's going to be competition after this interview. We're not going to solve, you know, any kind of yeah. conflict, but I'm could. just excited. <laughs> I wish we could too, but I think it's cool. I think it would be good for my audience to learn more about Cardano and you seem like a good messenger for it. So thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And another thing, too, that I've seen uh, similar in the communities is this idea of, you know, banking the unbanked. I mean, Algorand yep. has really one of the biggest deals uh, in Africa, bringing new users, you know, in Africa onto the blockchain. So that really has yep. opened up my eyes and also, uh, you know, the focus on, on rigor uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I will say that I've noticed in, in that spirit of... Uh, you know, positivity. I've noticed Charles Hoskinson, he spoke um, in front of Congress. I felt, I felt that he really conducted himself well. I think, and I think he has an incredible idea um, about this kind of this decentralization uh, index that I think he's working with the University of Edinburgh or the University of Edinburgh is coming up with some sort of thing to gauge a level of decentralization. And I think that's so important, especially as we enter into a more regulated environment. So you know, there's good things Certainly. on both sides for sure. And 
you're right. That deal in Nigeria is pretty exciting for Al Grand for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing I really loved about, you know, Charles uh, speaking, you know, to Congress was, you know, someone brought up the point, you know, there are 3000 plus different, you know, cryptocurrencies. How does the SEC, you know, have the ability to actually look into all of these? And he just yeah. had the perfect response. You know, he said that, you know, we don't kick down every door in America to make sure that we're not breaking the law. You know, we right. have an index and essentially a percentage of risk that, you know, maybe these people are doing these things and then you look into them and, it was yeah. just such a perfect response in front of Congress because there's always this notion of like, we must regulate everything. And it's like, yeah. no, traditionally in America, that's not what we do, you know. For sure. Yeah. And I also am of the idea that, you know, decentralization is a spectrum. You know what I mean? Like not everything is going to be proof of work, Bitcoin or a Bitcoin fork, like a Litecoin or a Digibyte or whatever. It There's going to be a spectrum and there's also a path. I think that Algorand and Cardano are certainly on the path to full decentralization. Now, are we both completely fully decentralized to a Bitcoin maximalist? Probably not. But no. there, but we all have the, we both, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we both have the intention to be fully mm -hmm. decentralized. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's yeah. also this, um, you know, you look at Ethereum right now and you look at how long ETH 2.0 has taken to ship. You know, there really yeah. is some value in centralization in the beginning to, you know, push updates through to really build a strong, strong foundation, uh, you know, before it is then decentralized and you get the limit uh, of decentralization. You know, there's pros and yeah. cons there, of course. Yeah. And I mentioned Charles Hoskinson. Obviously, he gets a he gets mixed reviews, which I think is probably in the end a good thing for marketing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, he, um, you know, people will throw around like scammer and stuff like that. And I think that that is actually a very silly accusation. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous accusation. I mean, you know, you have people out there speaking of like controversy for marketing. Like, I don't know, are you a Hex fan before I say this? Are you? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I could say I've seen some spend. videos, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to like the first 15 minutes of the Twitter spaces that Richard Hart was on recently. And I was like, wow, this truly is this thing. My thesis about Hex real quick and is that Hex started out as a scam and now and then it was really successful for some reason. And he got very rich and now he's trying to buy a real project. So good luck to Hex. And, and I'm, you know, I'm that's positive. Maybe he can buy himself some real devs and create the pulse chain and everything like that. But my point yeah. of saying that is, is that, <laughs> you know, if you're going to call anybody a scam, like let's, let's get real here. But um, yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. if that was the bridge that I died on. I was like, wait, no, we no, were no, going to no. be friends with this whole Cardano and Algorand thing now. No, <laughs> but, but Richard Hart twerking, <laughs> this is where I draw the line, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him posting the picture with a $300 outfit or $3,000 outfits. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a, uh, He's the savior of crypto. He should be speaking in front of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, what a nightmare. All right, man. Well, look, so I, I guess what we can do, let's talk about you for a second. Like, we'll before we kind of break it down and maybe have a conversation about Algorand and, uh, and Cardano. Is So if I have my information correct, you've been in Cardano since, what, 2017? Yep. And uh, you've been pretty active since then. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to blockchain and then how you got to Cardano specifically? Awesome. Yeah, I've always had a deep interest in computers growing up. You know, I was born in 2000, so I was growing up with them. I played a lot of video games. And, you know, when I was 12 or 13, I actually used to host Minecraft servers. And, you know, it was a similar thing to, as to what I do now. I host a server, you know, I make videos about it, try to bring people into it. And that was when I was like 12 or 13. So then when I was about 16, I was buying and selling computer parts on Craigslist. You know, I'd buy full computers, take them apart, piecemeal the parts out or build my own and sell them as whole ones. And I had this guy come over and he bought three GPUs off of me at one time. And I'm like, dude, like normally gamers buy these things. Why are you buying three? He says, crypto mining. And that sent me down the rabbit hole. I had like five GPUs lying around and by like a week or two later, I had a full miner set up and I was mining uh, like Verge at the time. And I was taking mm -hmm. all the Verge that I was mining and trading it into ADA because uh, very quickly after, you know, diving into this, I watched Charles's whiteboard video. And he brought up this notion of proof of stake. And, you know, as a proof of work miner at the time, 
you know, I was uh, in high school. I didn't have any money. You know, my, my family didn't come for money. And I felt that it was impossible for me to ever actually have a piece of the system. For me able to even, you know, be able to process transactions and, and compete with people, it seemed impossible. It seemed like I needed $50 million or $100 million to even participate in the ecosystem. So then when I watched Charles's video and he says, you know, proof of stake is actually not going to limit you based on the amount of money you have. It's going to limit you based on your reach and the value that you provide from the community. And we're going to take you know this unnecessary resource consumption that is proof of work just to process the transactions, just to have something that is value deterministic, you know, to ensure that so many people can't you know raise their amount of transactions they process. We're going to remove that, and we're actually going to make the token itself the thing that allows you to process the transactions. And that just, you know, it just clicked for me. I'm like, that's it. You know, so from that moment, you know, that's, that just became my dream. You know, I wanted to be a, you know, stake pool operator for Cardano uh, and eventually other changes now as well. Like, you know, essentially be a validator for many different proof of blockchain or proof of stake blockchains in this ecosystem. And, uh, you know, it took a little longer than I'd hoped. We were supposed to get it in 2018. And then mm -hmm. I sat there patiently waiting until 2019. It was actually December of 2019. Uh, they released this test net on Cardano called the Incentivized Testnet. And uh, during the Incentivized Testnet, it was actually an entirely different network built in Rust. It wasn't even built in Haskell at the time. But the goal was really just to test the network, also to train stake pool operators, ensure there were enough people to actually run the network. And it was honestly, in my opinion, a great idea because for six months, you had, you know, stake pool operators being paid to learn how to run nodes, learn how to interact with the network, and they were essentially being incentivized to build a community. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward about three months later, you know, while I'm doing all of this incentivized testnet stuff, you know, I'm making uh, essentially videos for my competitors, you know, because I was, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, make sure everyone, because at the time we didn't know there were going to be 3,000 stake pool operators on Cardano. I thought it was just going to be me and five other guys. So, you know, I'm making <laughs> videos on, hey, here's how you set up your nodes in Linux. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. And uh, I was actually invited uh, by IOG to uh, something called the Friends and Family Testnet. And they brought in 21 stake pool operators and they trained them how to actually build their nodes in Haskell. But I thought, you know, because I have this limited ability to learn this information directly from them, why don't I just post it on YouTube? Everything that I learn from IOG and, you know, about the code, I'll just make it, you know, I actually made, I think like three, like 40 to one hour videos that was a full guide on setting up a stake pool in the test net. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, that got like 30,000 views when Cardano was nothing. You know, so it really was, that was the first, I was the first person to ever make that video. And, you know, IOG really supported me and they shared that and they pushed it out. And even though we were limited 21 people, IOG was happy that I was bringing more people in and building up this interest. And, you know, a couple months later, you know, I started my first pool uh, at, during the ITN, it was just me, but I have partners for Bloom. Uh, it was called Pay ADA. And then, um, you know, fast forwarding to, I think it was August when Cardano actually launched the proof of stake network. Uh, you know, I was the first to make uh, a how to stake video. I essentially mm -hmm. stayed up all night. Uh, you know, I made three videos. I, I built two stake pools myself because I was the tech guy at Bloom at the time. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, there are people in my Discord server waiting like, hey, can we stake yet? Can we stake yet? And I'm like, come on, guys, give me a couple more hours. And finally, by three in the morning, you know, I'm like, stake pulls up, ladies and gentlemen, videos coming in the morning. So then um, I get a couple hours of sleep. I wake up about 8 or 9 a.m. and start posting the video. You know, here's the first ever video for Cardano on how to stake with Daedalus. Here's another one on how to stake with Uroi. And uh, that really just kind of, you know, cascaded. Then I realized, you know, we need interviewers. So I then, you know, started interviewing people. I've interviewed Charles, Ben Gortzel, World Mobile, all the people building on Cardano. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, the rest is history. I, you know, continued on and just kept building. And, you know, last year we had, you know, smart contracts released with Alonzo. So, mm -hmm. you know, once smart contracts released, I realized that there are all these protocols and all these projects trying to build on Cardano that don't have the ability to network, you know, in person. Um, and I realized that we needed an event. You know, so that's where, you know, the Rare Bloom eventually came from. And, you know, at the Rare Bloom, we've already got 40 plus projects booked, uh, you know, coming to the event. It's in Denver, Colorado on October 14th and 15th. And it, it really shows this exponential growth that's happened with the Cardano community. I went yeah. to the first ever Cardano meetup after COVID last year. It was the Bitcoin conference. Charles came and Charles always brings a lot of people. And there were only yeah. 400 people there. And I, I loved it. It was my first time meeting anyone else that, uh, you know, I wasn't talking to on the Internet. And then, you know, fast forward to November uh, or October, I forget which month, uh, there was another meetup and there were 700 people there. 
And then I went to the next Bitcoin conference. And then at that one, you know, I, I wouldn't want to say there's a little less, maybe like 800. And then I went to consensus and there were yeah. 1600 people there at consensus. Yeah. So you're watching this in a one year timeline, this curve. And, you know, at consensus, I realized how valuable, uh, you know, these partnerships and these real relationships are for this community. However, if you wanted a booth at N NFT NYC, it's $30,000. If you wanted yeah. a booth at Consensus, it was $20,000, and that's a 10 by 10 booth. And, you know, I'm sure that's the same with Algorand. A lot of these projects and protocols building, they're all new. These are startups. These are small companies, and, you know, they can't afford a $30,000 marketing budget just for the 10 by 10 to come to this. So uh, that's when it really kicked in for me that, you know, the Rare Bloom, what I'm creating, it's going to have a full expo center. We've already got 40-plus projects. Charles is coming, yeah. Ben Gortzel. And um, it made me realize that, you know, we need this event with a much cheaper entry point for startups so they can actually get the value of this networking without, you know, spending their entire marketing budget on two days. Yeah, man. There's a lot, there's a lot in there that you just said that I want, I had so many questions, but I wanted to also continue to listen. But first I want to say Ben Gortzel, is that BitBoy, by the way? No, no, no. It's, it's Ben Armstrong. Oh, that's BitBoy's right. coming too, though. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I saw that. I was just wondering. You're right. Ben Gortzel and he, who is he? Real quick. So Ben He's, Gortzel is actually the founder of SingularityNet. And SingularityNet okay. is, it's a really cool idea. You know, he believes that, you know, AI is coming, you know, within, mm -hmm. you know, he, he believes like seven or eight years, which I think is a little ballsy. But he's worried that, you know, a centralized company like Google or Microsoft is going to get this power and they're going to be the only people that are allowed to harness it. And they're going to have centralized yeah. control of really the, you know, the single strongest tool that humanity's ever had. Mm -hmm. So he thought with blockchain, uh, why don't we decentralize this? And instead of having, you know, nodes that are mining transactions, why don't we have nodes that are doing niche AI, you know, utility? So you mm -hmm. essentially have a network of nodes that all provide a different AI utility that connect to one network to really try to bring the singularity in a decentralized way. It's right. uh, it's pretty clever. You know, it's definitely yeah. the most ambitious thing I've ever heard. I'm not saying go buy the token, but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. But it's, but it's cool and ambitious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I want to say, first of all, like how lucky or how uh, how fortunate the Cardano community is to have somebody so technically minded, but also can communicate like you do. So that's uh, I think you're probably a big asset to them. And I'm sure they acknowledge that. <laughs> but well, okay, thank you. So, yeah, you're welcome, man. And so, OK let's let's kind of go back to like unpack some of the stuff that you said here because i do have questions about the technical aspects of cardano so you know low level stuff it's i'm, I'm your not guy. A <laughs> you're I, exactly that's what, but i will do a general question for now so cardano launches in 2015 right so this is or it's the idea it, it's all start get started in 2015 yeah and um and then there's been, you know, it's been a lot, it's been slow, right? And Cardano does this thing where, and I don't, you know, look, I've tried, I've looked in and there's lots of different like mythical figures, there's different upgrades, lots of fun, fancy names. It's hard for me to kind of like really kind of get a grip and I don't, so I'm, I'm just letting you know that I don't know it all here. So that's okay. I, yeah, yeah. When we get to the algorithm stuff, I don't know it all. I'm willing to learn though. <laughs> all right, cool. So, um, so what I, what I'll say about, um, this is that it does feel like there's been, you know, as an outsider to Cardano that there's been promises that haven't been kept. There's been, uh, delays and smart contracts as an algorithm person last year and Cardano was celebrating, uh, smart contracts were kind of like, uh, okay, yeah good you know <laughs> we've had those for a bit here but anyway we've been waiting them for him for like six damn years <laughs> yeah <laughs> let us be happy <laughs> yeah totally totally <laughs> and so um i guess there's a couple of things that i think are cool about cardano i mean I will, first let me finish that question so do you like you know you, because of the slow pace of cardano you kind of missed that DeFi boom right there was a big boom here and cardano kind of got left out from that and i what are your what are your thoughts to people that be like, all right, well, like, look, this is moving too slow. And is it ever actually going to materialize on its promises? It's a great question. <clears throat> so there's some pros and cons of missing DeFi summer. Uh, <laughs> one uh, is all of the you know big crashes and all of the value lost from people participating in DeFi. And, uh, you know, because DeFi uh, is pretty new on Cardano, you know, the applications that I've been farming in and the tokens that I've had. They haven't seen this. I mean, of course, in USD value, they have because they're all rated in ADA, but they haven't seen these like large, you know, big crashes. And we and because Cardano is actually built 
uh, entirely different. It's not built in you know, Ethereum virtual machine. It's an extended UTXO. It has a different smart contracting language. There wasn't tools to scam people. I'm sure there will be very soon. I'm sure they're working on them now. Uh, yeah, but yeah. because of that, the pro of the slow release is the lack of people that have lost their money on Cardano because there isn't existing tooling just to steal all of these new users that are coming into Cardano that, oh, they've heard their buddies made money on Doge, so they're going to throw it all into this new shitcoin they've heard of. And uh, so that's really one benefit. Um, but yeah, you know, things, things take time and it really sucks that they take time. However, mm -hmm. you know, I'm under the belief that, you know, this infrastructure that we're building for the world of course, you know, we get these short term price movements and some people like make a bunch of money. And then, you know, when the price goes up, it brings in more, more new users and creates more of a network effect. But, you know, blockchains, I hope, you know, are going to be around 100 or 200 years from now. So these little one to two year timelines, I don't think they matter. I really don't. You know, they do yeah. uh, obviously in the short term relative to price movement. But if three years from now, you know, ETH 2.0, you know, is still not there and it's, you know, they're still not updating and Cardano is finally the platform that offers unique utility with better security Then it will obviously, you know, it, it, it will win uh, in my right. opinion. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, crypto, we're always looking at things in very short, you know, six month timelines or one year timelines or two year timelines. Uh, when in reality, what we're building here is infrastructure for the world that should last a hundred years. Um, yeah. So that's really my belief on it. I think Cardano missing out on DeFi summer uh, doesn't really matter uh, at all, uh, in yeah. my opinion. And it's actually led to you know less people in the community losing their money. Um, yeah. We had the big NFT craze last year, though. And I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> lost a lot of money with that one, though. So there's definitely a, a lot of money to still be lost on Cardano. Yeah, you know, it, it occurred to me as you were talking that it does seem like Algorand and Cardano have opposite problems. You guys have this like, I mean, the Algorand community is incredible, but you guys have this very large community and people know Cardano. I can I can talk to random people about crypto and if they know anything, they probably heard about Cardano and then it's like, wait, what's Algorand? You know, so that that type of thing is definitely in your favor. But then on the Algorand Which side, you know- It's surprising to me, honestly. It, it should be. I mean, not should be surprising to you, but it, it is surprising. It, mm -hmm. it, but we'll, we'll get more into that. I wanted to say, so EUTXO, extended UTXO. Let's let's talk about that for a second because I think it's cool. And for anybody out there, the simplest way of looking at UTXO versus like an account-based one like Ethereum is it's like uh, UTXO is like cash, right? It's more like cash. And uh, the account base is more like a credit card type of thing. And so it's pretty cool that Cardano is ambitiously looking to do like a UTXO um, you know, that, that type of thing, but you ran into some problems with that. Now I actually don't know what the solution was or if the, if it has been solved, but there was a scaling solution with the UTXO model. So how has that been solved or how is that going to be solved? Yeah. Great question. So, you know, Bitcoin was actually built uh, in UTXO, you know, so Cardano yeah. is an evolution of, you know, Bitcoin's model uh, to allow smart contracts. And you know what that actually looks like when you're creating a transaction, it's very simple. Like, you know, you have a wallet and let's say you have three addresses and you want to send this guy over here, 15 ADA. And then you've got five ADA here, five ADA here, five ADA here. So when you create the transaction, the UTXO ends are the three addresses that you're referencing and the UTXO out is another address here. So then what you do is you create the transaction, you reference the three UTXOs and you send it right over. That's really the difference uh, you know, between the account slash balance model and UTXO is whereas on Ethereum, you would just reference this account sends 15 to this account, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I think extended UTXO is a bit more clever is because uh, you know, the, the solution that was found, um, they were trying to design you know, protocols on Cardano in the same way that you do on Ethereum. And right. when they all tried to do that, they're like, wait, it's not working. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's because it's an entirely different foundation. So what they then realized is we essentially need to have a, a, a layer two that takes all, let's say, um, you know, you and I, we, we do, you know, 10 swaps, you do 10 swaps. I do 10 swaps. Another guy does 10 swaps. Well, what we had to do is you essentially build, you know, layer two, another, you know, network of validator nodes that takes all of those swaps and bundles them into one transaction. 
So it actually is, is you know, UTXO in here, UTXO in here, UTXO in here, like from all of the users that are doing, you know, swaps within a 20 second time period. And then you have all of the UTXO outs in one transaction. So right. that was really the scaling issue is, oh, we're trying to do every single swap in its own transaction in a block. When in yeah. reality, what we need to do is we need to take every single swap that there is and bundle it all into one transaction, one large transaction full of data with you know hundreds of swaps and then submit that into one block. So that really was the issue there. So when, when was this fixed, by the way? Um, I mean, it was really fixed before we even had any protocols launch. Like it okay. was kind of like a big bombshell article of like, you know, one protocol was trying to design something the same way that you design it on Ethereum and then it right. didn't work. So then they blew up and they're like, oh, you know, Cardano's failed. And then immediately yeah. after that, like a week later, like seven protocols building release the solution that they've already found, you know, right. before that even happened. Like there weren't <laughs> even working protocols on Cardano when that information came out and the working protocols that were coming were like, oh, yeah, here's the solution for that. Yeah. OK, cool. Is that Sunday Swap? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Sunday Swap yeah. released one. I think Ardana released one as well. MinSwap released one. It seemed like the whole community kind of came together to combat that. The issue is, you know, a lot of people only read the first article. You know, For so sure. now when I talk to people, they're like, oh, what, what happened with the scaling issue, man? Like yeah. even, you know, well, eight months later. Yeah, well, people all like the, uh, you know, they like the most, also the most controversial the one that makes cardano look the worst is the one that people are probably going to latch on to yeah. right that's, and it got the most the, views you know yeah, it got yeah. the most <laughs> engagement that's what it is that's what it is so okay man all right so then there was also big news recently about the vassal hard fork and uh maybe you can break down what that what what exactly that is so the latest update coming to Cardano is the Vassal hard fork, and it was actually just delayed another month. However, it's actually working on the testnet right now. You know, protocols, okay. wallets, you know, exchanges are actually using the Vassal hard fork as we speak. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Vassal hard fork is kind of the first of its kind that's come to Cardano. More than 50% of the actual updates coming to Cardano have been raised from community members building DeFi applications on Cardano saying, hey, here's what we need. There's actually a group of people on Cardano called the Cardano DeFi Alliance. And it's, I want to say it's like nine protocols that have all come together uh, to realize updates uh, that need to come to Cardano and also realize, you know, ways to provide more security and more education to Cardano. And uh, that's what's so cool about the Vasil hard fork is all of these utilities, not all of them, but a lot of them are actually Cardano improvement proposals submitted by the community for protocols requesting those uh, specific updates. And honestly, a lot of it, uh, is just scaling. You know, a lot of it is, yeah. you know, being able to reference things. There's um, the nine main updates is reference scripts, reference inputs, inline datums, core, the core interpreter. So, you know, the actual Plutus core interpreter uh, is going to be a lot more efficient and better. Uh, you know, I've actually heard a lot of developers complain about Plutus on Cardano and also complain about the PAB, which is the Plutus application backend. So there are a lot of updates actually coming to that. And usually the way, you know, IOG releases things on Cardano is when the, the first update comes, it's, it's very limited. It's very fundamental. And then, you know, the next update is really what adds that core utility that a lot of these protocols need to launch. And, um, you know, a, a few more is uh, pipelining as well, which is more scaling. And it really has to, um, this stuff is, is really complicated, to be honest with you. And I'm one of those <laughs> right. people that, that learn by doing. And, you know, yeah. I am, you know, building a couple things. So I'm going to know this information probably a couple months from now. Right. A lot of it really has to do uh, with being able to, you know, reference scripts as a protocol without actually. OK, here's here's the main one right now. When you actually have to reference a Plutus script, you have to submit the entire Plutus script into your transaction and submit it to the chain. And there's a mm -hmm. data limit on every transaction. So people are running into issues because they're having to submit each Plutus you know, script and everything. Whereas with this, you can actually just reference the script and only submit the transaction itself. So because there's a data limit on the amount of transactions and blocks, this is a huge, uh, you know, really throughput increase on Cardano because the data that you're submitting is far less. You know, but there right. really is like nine or eight updates here. And I can actually submit a technical document to you that you can post in your chat that really goes into all of those updates, what they're doing and the utility it actually provides for Cardano. Right. So what uh, currently what is the transactions per second um, capability of Cardano? So TPS is kind of a hard thing to compare between blockchains because of what I just mentioned too, that, that ability to actually bundle all of these UTXOs into one transaction. So to be honest right. with you, I have no idea. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, that's the thing, though, is, you know, let's say, you know, it's really small. Let's say it's 20 transactions in a block, which I know it's more. Well, mm -hmm. imagine those 20 transactions in that block have 100 more individual transactions in each of the UTXOs, right? right. So you kind of have to look at the differences, the technical nuances between the chains to really come mm -hmm. up with that number. And, you know, it's constantly been increasing over the last six months on Cardano, so I have no idea. Uh, we've Got really it. been doing block size increases every few months of, you mm -hmm. know, like 8 to 10% or 8 to 12%. Um, so it's been slowly kind of expanding over time. The issue with that is, um, you know, as a proof of stake node validator, as the block size increases, so does the latency. So it's mm -hmm. like these slow little improvements to ensure that the nodes can still handle the latency uh, from the increased size of blocks because it's just more data that they're having to bring in at a time. Right. So eventually, and I, I know that it's uh, it's Cardano's intention to be able to do, I, I think, millions of transactions per second. And this is the path, right? This is the idea that you guys have. And this is, I mean, it seems to me that Cardano is pretty satisfied with um, taking this slow. Like you said earlier, if in three years, ETH 2.0 isn't there and Cardano has just been battle tested since 2015, the idea is, is at that point, that's when Cardano wins. Is that? Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, I, my really view on the industry moving forward is I don't think, you know, Joe is going to know what blockchain he's using. I think he's going to be using a front end application for his yes. finances or for his NFTs. And whatever yeah. application Joe is using is going to be running on the most efficient blockchain or it could be yeah. running on a couple different blockchains for different niche utilities. You know, let's say Algorand has a better NFT experience. He's going to be using a front end application that uses both Algorand, both Ethereum and both Cardano without ever even knowing it. And Absolutely. That's that's kind of my point is, you know, if Cardano actually provides a niche security, a niche utility and also a higher throughput than other chains, it will be among those chains that are used in the future. I think that that's absolutely right. A multi-chain future and um, where these different niches and whatever somebody does better than the other, and then there'll be advantages and people will choose. And I think you're right about the fact that eventually for mass adoption of crypto, we're going to need people to not even know that they're using the blockchain. They yeah. just are, you know, that's just something that is there and it just makes it better. Um, and Okay. So, I mean, there is, and I kind of brought this up earlier with the DeFi thing, but like if you're saying, okay, so in a few years, we're going to take it slow. I watched Charles talk the other day and he was like, look, this is a bear market. This is, this is perfect. This is where we kind of get our structures going. I think you guys are moving towards a, I forget what it was called, but like some like members based um, thing that you, um, that the Cardano community is doing, which sounded a little bit like a DAO or, you know, it's like basically a way for the community to vote on different things and different changes and all of that. I think that's cool. And it sounded like he's, but are you concerned as, I mean, you're really in there. You're running a, you're running a stake pool and you, you're running a lot of different things and you're, you've been on there for 2000 since 2017. You're obviously very invested. Are you concerned that slow pace because it's technology that other, other protocols are going to continue to evolve and might leave Cardano in the dust? Is that a concern of yours? Yeah, I mean, that's that's always a concern, you know, I would right. say. Um, however, you know, with that concern, I've seen IOG over the years really build up a lot of momentum and really mm -hmm. become a, a, a good tech company. And I've yeah. also seen other protocols and projects and companies building on Cardano actually start to build up this momentum as well. That takes mm -hmm. years to build up. You know, when you start a new company, you're not very efficient for a couple of years at least, right? So, yeah. you know, this idea of, you know, say another Solana comes out, uh, them having, you know, the momentum and the tech background to actually be able to yeah. build up this momentum. I mean, of course it could happen. And of course that's always yeah. a worry and it's a percentage of risk when you're building on any protocol. I mean, really when you're building any company or any project on blockchain, the number one risk that you have is the blockchain that you're building it on, whether that be Bitcoin, whether that be Ethereum, whether that be Algorand. And that's why I think it's important for projects to not just focus on one, you know, you need to diversify that risk there a little bit, mm -hmm. but, you know, to speak a little bit about that momentum, I mean, it took, you know, 2017 to 2019 for them to even release the test net. Right. And then six months later, they released mainnet 
And then, you know, we had NFT six months later after that. We had smart mm -hmm. contracts six months later after that. And now we have the Vazel hard fork coming eight months. So I've mm -hmm. really seen this, you know, momentum and technical expertise be built up by IOG. And also we have other, you know, large companies building up this tech, uh, DC Spark, uh, for, for example, is one of the companies I'm most interested on Cardano. Uh, they're mm -hmm. actually working with Algorand uh, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, they built Mil Milko Meta. Uh, mm -hmm. on Cardano, which is actually going to be a layer two on Cardano that's actually going to allow, uh, you know, Algorand and Cardano to be completely inoperable uh, with yeah. each other as well. So, yeah, definitely a big worry of mine. Uh, but I think that's really a worry of, you know, all chains. Yeah. I mean, and I think that Algorand and Cardano have a similar problem, but um, in the sense that they have different languages, they're not EVM, you know, and there's a lot of guys, I think we can agree on this question. So there's a lot of guys out there. I, I would, by the way, I was at consensus as well. I saw Charles walk by with a bunch of people. They were definitely um, the security. <laughs> yeah, it must have been security, right? Yeah. They pro he probably needs it at this point. Poor guy. He but, does. Uh, <laughs> I had but, one of them uh, chest bump me once. I um, This guy's like, hey, man, Charles is back. They're going to come back. I'm like, yeah, I've met Charles a few times. I'll go say hi. I go yeah. up there. He's like, he chest bumps me. He's like, uh-uh. And you're like, like okay, I'm not going this way then. Never mind, bro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I saw a lot of um, excitement there. But at that at that same thing, I you know I forget the name, Sandeep maybe from Polygon. I watched a, a, a talk with these guys, and they were all except for... Well, a Polygon guy was basically saying it's going to be EVM. EVM is going to win. And, you know, I've, I've heard the Avalanche guy also uh, say the sim a similar thing. And it's because, you know, it's just why we need to consolidate around EVM. Everybody relax. Cardano, relax. Algorand, relax. Stop. Because technology is not so supposed to progress, right? Um, let's just all consolidate around EVM. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, <laughs> that, that makes softball. absolutely no sense, um, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, you know. I grew up with a lot of technology, you know, I saw MySpace, you know, come up and fail, you know, yeah. I, I'm surprised Bitcoin's, you know, kind of still around and still the number one, in my opinion, because throughout my life, I've seen technology come and technology go. And, yeah. you know, most of the Solidity developers I've talked to talk about the issues with it, how hard it is to write in it. Um, a video that I would really recommend watching if you want to learn more about Cardano and honestly learn more about this space, it's from Charles. It's a whiteboard video. It's pretty technical. It's called The Island, The Ocean and The Pond. And essentially, you know, he called the pond, you know, what we have now. And, you know, how many developers, what percentage of developers actually know how to write in Solidity? I mean, I think it's like two to three percent of all developers ever. And I think I'm shooting a little high there because I want to be nice. And right. you know, speaking on that, um, the other 98 percent of developers know all of the other languages. You know, they know JavaScript. They know Rust. They know C++. They know C Sharp. So I think it is the most naive thing that I've ever heard to say that EVM is going to be around forever when 98% of all other developers use other languages. You know, it's just, it, we Absolutely. are a small, small community. And as this industry grows and as more developers come in, to think that the first language ever created uh, is the language that we're all going to use moving forward, I think makes no sense. Um, I think that, you know, speaking on this niche utility of each individual blockchain, there are going to be more blockchain or there are going to be blockchains that are more secure than EVM that offer, you know, higher security that offer, you know, also with Cardano, you know, Plutus is a formal language, you know, and with with formal languages, they actually can be derived down to math. And what's unique about that is those formal languages can actually work with each other because when they're compiled down to math, it's just numbers. Right. So you right. can have these two formal languages interacting with each other on different chain on different chains. And because they're actually compiled down to math, it's very easy for an interpreter or an auditor to find bugs and errors in that code because it's math and it's not an imperative language. So that's one of the core designs of Cardano that's interesting to me is the fact that it's a formal language and that it is actually compiled down to strictly math to allow mm -hmm. developers to have you know, more readable code, have less chance for bugs. And, um, you know, that's just, it's a design difference that I think is, uh, you know, in time. Because, uh, you know, traditional financial applications in America use formal languages for that reason specifically. So as right. this industry grows, you know, we're speaking about finance. You know, there is nothing more important in this world than the decentralization of value, right? Yeah. On the layer one. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that thinks everything has to be decentralized because we've all been hurt by the traditional centralized system. So we're like, everything has to be decentralized. I disagree. Right. I think the yeah. layer one 
of that that you know stores people's value needs to be decentralized. But past that, you know, all of the layer two applications they don't necessarily have to be. Um, and I think that you know because we're speaking of value here, you need you know very strong and secure smart contracts that are easy to read that can be compiled and audited easily. And I think that it's very naive to think that you know EVM is going to be around forever. I mean, look at every technology in the past. I mean, some stay around for thirty years. You know, yeah. people are still using you know C. Uh, in a lot of applications. Um, so I just don't think that, you know, I think yeah. that, you know, I think most languages are going to be used moving forward. And I think that these protocols, uh, it would be very smart of them to not only use Plutus, to allow an EVM-based sidechain like Milko Meta to offer that utility for people that know EVM, uh, and also allow people to, you know, write in Node.js or write in Rust. You know, I think that, mm -hmm. you know, moving forward, to have a truly decentralized protocol also means you know, access to other programming languages to write smart contracts and build on the chain. Absolutely. And th that is one of the uh, great things about Algorand is how the layer one can scale. You know, there isn't a layer two. I mean, not, there's going to be, there will be a layer two and there, people are going to build layer two, EVM layer twos, and there's going to be all of that type of thing. But, uh, you know, the layer one does scale and it is secure and it is fast and it doesn't fork. You know, there's a lot of great things about algorithm. We can talk a little bit about that if you'd like. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, I, what's the, um, what's the language for smart contracts on Algorand? It's teal, right? Teal. It's teal. Yeah. Pi teal. So that's been an obstacle, I think for Algorand is. Yeah. Same with Plutus for us. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a, uh, it's something that, um, it's been an obstacle. When I talk to people at these conventions, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, we can learn that, but it's just like, uh, you know, they have to learn it. And that's going to be something that people are doing. They're doing that. There's things like reach. Um, when I first, when I first uh, sent out like a tweet about, uh, you know, having somebody from Cardano on and you, you would offer to come on the show. There was a guy named Chris Swenner who um, said, yeah, he'd be a great one to have on. And he, he does reach. And they're kind of simplifying that, making it easier for people to build on Algorand. Um, but I was going to say, before we kind of talk about Algorand, and, you know, we, if you have any, I mean, you can't get the technical answers that I can get from you about um, Algorand from me. But I, I mean, look, I know I know uh, what I'm talking about. For, but what I want to say is one thing as an outsider to the uh, is kind of looking in to Cardano is that it is so impressive, the community. Your community is extraordinarily devoted to it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, they will wait. And that is huge because once, once all these things are happening, you have so many people ready to go and use it. And there's people building in anticipation for all this. And I'm sure there's a lot of things being built right now because you know, you guys are already there. Smart contracts are there, but it's like, it's, it's something that I like, and you have this event, uh, it's called the rare bloom event, mm -hmm. you know, I talk about on my show, um, you know, the bronze medal party. You know, I like to think of Algorand reaching number three and we'll all celebrate getting a bronze medal. But that's just, you know, in my imagination and like for fun, you know, I like I, on my channel, I don't know if you've ever watched, but I joke around and I, you know, I do different things. But you, you guys have this event coming. You're saying there's going to be thousands of people that are going to show up. You got Charles coming in, you got BitBoy and you got all these other guys coming in. Um, to bring eyes and um, I don't know, what is it, what is it about your community and how do you do it? What, you know, what, I mean, because it's, it's obviously a small community in Algorand devoted. It's like during this bear market, I'm not seeing anybody falling off. You know, I'm sure people are, but it's like, there's yeah. the same, same group of people. They're committed. They, they believe in the mission. They know, they believe in the tech. They believe in, you know, people like Silvio McCauley and Chris Pikert and, those technical geniuses at Algorand Inc. Um, and so there's a high level of commitment in the Algorand community, but I still, it's obviously dwarfed by the intense devotion of the Cardano community. What is it that you think, what's going on there? There's a few reasons, I think. Um, okay. You know, one, I think the first one ever was, was just Charles, man. I think, um, yeah. you know, Charles, one, being a polarizing figure, and two, yeah. his consistent YouTube videos. You yeah. know, a lot of my technical background and mentorship wasn't directly from Charles one-on-one. -on -one. It was watching him starting in 2017 do three-hour live streams where he goes over, you know, what crypto is, you know, the technical nuances of things. And, you know, he really built up a community around Cardano with very core ideologies. Mm -hmm. So I think at the very start, that was it. Uh, the second thing, too, was 
Uh, you know, other content creators bringing a lot of people into the space and educating people. Uh, the third main thing is I think it's the way that stake pools are actually designed on Cardano. And I don't know if they're designed like this on Algorand, but you know, in 2020, you know, I was like going to people's houses and helping them set up wallets because I was a stake pool operator. I'm making mm -hmm. YouTube videos and saying, here's what Cardano is. Here are the ideologies. Here are the technical nuances. Here's how you stake. Here's how you can earn yield. So I am doing that because I am funded, one, because I believe in it, and two, because I am funded by the blockchain itself for doing that. So on Cardano, you have 3,000 stake pool operators that are all limited by the reach that they have and the amount of ADA that is staked to them. So you essentially have, you know, over a thousand individual marketers that are saying, here's what Cardano is. Here's what Cardano is. Here's how you use it. Here are the ideologies. And, you know, I think that that has really built up this community slowly over time. Um, yeah. You know, because of all of, uh, you know, these marketers, in my opinion. And, you know, I know it's a, a little ballsy to say, but I mean, look at the top 20. You know, who is number three right now? It's Cardano in terms of community, in terms yeah. of you know, the, the actual technical offerings on Cardano in terms of the long-term plan. I mean, what else do we have there? I mean, is it Solana? It's gone down 11 times. You know, uh -huh. is it, 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 look at the top 20. I mean, Cardano is so clearly number three. And I think the community does really kind of push it up there because there yeah. is still limitations with the tech, but yeah, you know, I, we're number three right now, in my opinion. Uh, you yeah. know, is it, is it Binance Smart Chain? No. You know. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, no, yeah. there is. And, and Solana is, you know, we're all waiting for that to kind of go away, I think, um, just with how centralized it is and how broken it seems. I mean, I guess they, you know, they have a plan to 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 work it all out. And, you know, I'm sure they have an idea that they're going to get to somewhere better. And, uh, you know, people that hold soul are, are feeling that way. But you know, one of the complaints in the Algorand community is that is that marketing, like everyone's like, okay, where's that marketing? And now, you know, that's been escalating. You know, there's been a lot of different things that they've been doing. And there's, you know, now we, we have a technical partnership um, with FIFA for the World Cup. And then, you know, so that's also very exciting. It's not just a sponsorship that should be great for marketing, but it's also they're doing the digital assets and that's going to open up a ton of wallets and there's going to be awesome. a lot of NF. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting with that. the, yeah. And so, I mean, you can imagine ticketing and NFTs, World Cup NFTs, that's pretty cool. And um, so th the awareness is getting there, but it is kind of like, you know, I've been talking about Algram for a while now, and it's like best tech gets kind of boring to talk about, you know, or to yeah. say. It's because cause it seems to be falling on deaf ears. And I hear that from the Cardano community about best tech as well. And um, But you, you guys match it with this kind of like really like distributed marketing like like you mentioned it's like everyone's kind of got an incentive there isn't really an incentive for me to do what you did you know that's not the way algorand works now we have decentralized governance there and you know it's going to evolve and it's it sounds a little similar to what you guys are doing at the um in your members based organization where you can either have your influence based on your stake or um your the work or your merit, yeah. right? Merit. And um, I believe that the plan with Algorand is to also um, reward experience. So it's not just your stake. So if you've been a governor for a certain amount of time, then your voting power increases, even if your stake doesn't increase. So they're trying, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's trying to find solutions to decentralized governance. And that's not perfect. Vitalik yeah. is trying to do that too. But go ahead. Were you going to say something? Um, you yeah. know, this all happened very quickly. You know, um, last. January, it, it wasn't like this, you know, this yeah. is, I think a, a big part of it really was NFTs on Cardano that brought a lot of people in as well, you know, among yeah. stake pool operators. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in January or February, we were not number three in terms of community, in terms of right. tech, uh, really in terms of anything, uh, you know, it's just this exponential growth of community has happened in the last 12 months. Uh, in my opinion, I want to say about the February and March timeline, it just became exponential. You know, I probably had, you know, maybe four or 5,000 subs on YouTube and I went to 25,000. Um, and wow, that, that happened this year, this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, it, you know, I was just a small channel and, you know, fortunately a lot of the people on Cardano are very nice. I mean, Charles, uh, would support my podcast when I had a thousand people, uh, yeah. and subscribers, he's always been very helpful of, you know, building people up and building up other community members. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, it's, it's honestly, um, I'm still a little bit in shock about it. You know, the, yeah. our boot or, you know, the Cardano booth at consensus 
there were so many people there that they were spreading into the MetaMask booth. I know, and, man. I saw it. I yeah, saw it. I also it, want but, to but... extend the invitation to Algorand as well. The Rare Bloom is mostly Cardano projects because that's what I know. Those are the people that I've networked with. But I would love to extend the invitation to anybody from the Algorand community to come to the Cardano community, set up a booth there. And, uh, you know, I would love, I'm, I'm, I've tried to speak to Algorand about getting them a booth there. You know, our event is not blockchain maximalist in any way. You know, my vision of the future is that, you know, we all work together. We all have an operable chains to bring better infrastructure for the future. So if anybody yeah. wants to come out, I mean, I would, I would love to have you guys there, truly. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned about how uh, Charles was supporting your channel at 1000 subs. And I've noticed I've noticed a lot of support. I had, you know, the found, I've had people at the foundation and Inc. come on my show when, you know, as my show is a still smaller. Anthony Scaramucci came on recently because he's a big algorithm bull. And um, so there's a lot of support. But I do want to say, hey, Silvio, did you hear what Charles is doing for big pay over here? How about uh, <laughs> how about showing up over here on the recoup? But um Man, this is great. Uh, let me see what else. I mean, look, I we've talked a lot about Cardano. I mean, I will say if you're if you're from Cardano, I, I should and I know there's mostly going to be Algorand people. I need to say the things that are coming. You know, Algorand does have incredible technology. It's growing. There's a lot of upgrades coming. Something called state proofs, and I don't know. Have you have you heard about state proofs at all? I have not. Yeah. So this is a pretty exciting thing because you know, like, look. Silvio and Charles knows this, and this is part of the reason why I'm like, what, why don't Cardano and Algorand get along a little bit better? You know, the communities, community-wise, because clearly it, Charles, on several occasions, has um, expressed admiration for Silvio Macaulay, and I'm sure that that goes both ways. And um, and it's just, it's you know, because he's, you know, Silvio is responsible for things like zero knowledge proofs and verifiable random function. And there's something new coming called state proofs, which is aiming to solve that kind of interoperability problem. And it just is basically a way for one blockchain to talk to each other in to another in a very lightweight way. So is it using with, layer two? No, it'll just be light clients. And it'll just be literally, it'll be, it should destroy the kind of bridging problems, the intermediary problem for for that. Now, this could be a way for Cardano and Algorand, for example, to uh, kind of link up in the future for NFTs yeah. and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of potential for, you know, Cardano and Algorand to sort of team up in the future when all of this interoperability, because this like right now we're all on these little islands, right? In so many different ways. And then you have to trust some bridge. Okay, I'll throw my ADA in a bridge and then hope yeah, and that it shows contract. up <laughs> yeah and hope it shows up on the other side and mm. then hope that they'll give it back to me when i want to when i want to go back and it's that's too clearly much risk. it's too much risk and so there needs to be solutions it sounds like cardano's working on solutions and then uh state proofs are going to go live this month apparently so we'll see how this it's all exciting. works out it is exciting it's exciting and then you know we have instant finality um algorand doesn't fork there's great technology over at Algorand. It does not have the network effects um, of a Ethereum, obviously, or a Solana. Um, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of serious competitors to Ethereum, in my estimation. And I believe that Cardano and Algorand are two of them. Yeah, and, that's what uh, I've always thought, too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's also Cosmos. Cosmos does some interesting work over there, too. Um, they have Zcash going over one of the biggest exchanges on ethereum just poured it over to cosmos so they're doing good shit too uh sorry if you don't swear and i just swore oh, um no. I, you think i i can limit you from swearing on your channel yeah, well, <laughs> like hey man hey not not around hey, no, me no. did you just say shit bro oh my god if, if i wasn't 55 minutes into this i'd be leaving um yeah. <laughs> i saw real quick um is there anything i don't know is there anything you want to ask me about algrand or you feel good about you know how about nfts what's going so, on with nfts over on uh, cardano um, honestly, they're, they're blowing up. Uh, they have been, yeah. uh, you know, there's, um, there's a store on, on Cardano called jpeg.store and mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it reminds me a lot of OpenSea. Um, yeah. but however, it's a lot cheaper to use. It's a lot quicker as well. Yeah. You know, it only, it costs probably, I want to say anywhere from 0.2 to one ADA, you know, to actually mm -hmm. purchase an NFT, you know, it takes 20 seconds for it to show up in your wallet. Uh, and yeah. the community is, is blown up. I mean, there are multiple projects with 30 plus million uh, in you know trade volume since they've started. Um, I'm not really a, a big NFT guy. You know, I, I like them. I think they're cool. 
I really yeah. like, um, you know, where NFTs are moving. Uh, you know, for example, you know, I op operate validator nodes for Milko Meta. Uh, you know, so we actually process transactions for Milko Meta. Also, I do it for Sunday Swap as well, which is a, a DEX on Cardano. And one unique thing about, you know, these protocols is I actually get an NFT that allows me to validate the transactions for them. Yeah. And that's really where I, I where I like NFTs is the the technical aspects of where yeah, things are going to move. Um, and I think you know the artwork is a great way to you know bring new people in. Uh, however, my worry there is it's all you know speculative, and a lot of people lose their money and get a bad taste in their mouth thinking they're going to make money off of um, off of these assets. Um, another uh, another unique thing about Cardano too is you know you mentioned a little bit of the decentralized governance aspect. There's actually something called Project Catalyst that's working right now. And there's actually a fund of $8 million in ADA that is actually being paid out to protocols building on Cardano. And what you do is you get on there, you type in a proposal, and you say, uh, you know, hello, I would like to build this, essentially. And then, you know, users with ADA can actually vote to have you funded. And uh, I really think this is, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it takes time to build up that momentum. But it's kind of like the VC model of, like, fund a bunch of different shit, and 5% of it's going to be great. You know, so that's yeah. really been happening for over a year and, you know, millions of dollars have gone out. There's over half. Well, I guess the price of eight has crashed a lot. So there's probably like $400 million in there now. It used to be over a billion, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, my question for you on Algorand is I really, sure. you know, I got my start, uh, you know, being a validator, being a proof of stake operator. How mm -hmm. does, you know, the consensus work on Algorand? You know, how do you become a stake pool operator? How do you validate transactions? So... Well, they're called participation nodes. It's pretty, it was until recently, it was, um, it was so, you know, lightweight that you could do it on a Raspberry Pi, like a nice Raspberry Pi, but yeah. there is no, there's no reward currently for running a node. So it's more, you know, you're, you're, you stake and then you can, you can still use your, you can, you know, your, your algo is still available to you, but it's running a participation node. And um, that's something that we talk about, though, in the community is about rewarding, uh, you know, running a node versus not. It's rather straightforward and simple, but it does not have that incentive like you had in order to bring people in. You know, you saw a financial reason for you to be doing this and to make a living and to really kind of dive in. And it doesn't have that aspect at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that is important. You know, I, yeah. I know that. You know, I would like, I would love for us all to, you know, hold hands and sing Kumbaya, you know, but yeah. I think like blockchain incentives to drive action is, is very important, but uh, yeah. we don't have the stake pool thing figured out. You know, it's not 100% on Cardano either. There's incentive problems there as well. Uh, there's yeah. protocol parameters that have needed changed. Uh, you yeah. know, the network itself needs to trend towards decentralization over time from, you know, incentives that are being offered. And there are a few yeah. issues on Cardano with that. You know, one's the ANOT parameter. Uh, you know, the K parameter as well. Um, so we, we have our own little infighting about state pool operators uh, too. So it's not all, you know, roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, and that's clearly, we're all working through this. And, you know, as people that talk about the ecosystem, we're always trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to, that is one of those things was like, well, is it good? But then once there is reward for running a participation node, then it's just like, then it doesn't become more centralized because then these big players come in and, and, you know, and it is so lightweight to run a participation node, but still, I mean, I, I'm not running a node, which I keep on talking about that I'm going to, but I'm not. So I think incentives do help. Yeah, it's, and then we have decentralized governance and that there's a whole lot. We just voted on um, giving DeFi protocols um, more voting power and we voted that down, you know, so, you know, we're all trying to figure it out. That's why I love this space. You know, and that's why I love, you know, Algorand and all of these protocols, because we all have a lot of different ideas and we're all trying to figure this out and we yeah. can use each other's, you know, successes and mistakes to, you know, build a better future for the world, in my opinion. Absolutely. And that's the idea. That was the whole point of this conversation was like, you know, collaboration rather than, um, I don't know, like throwing words around like scam. I mean, obviously, look, my my investment strategy has uh, the idea that Algorand is going to succeed. Now that doesn't mean that Cardano needs to fail because of that. Like, yeah, I've got not... some algo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so then maybe I'll um, I'll jump in with you uh, I, in the spirit of good, uh, you know, good vibes. I'll yeah. um, I'll open up a. It's the uh, shirts, man. You got to get some. <laughs> got to get shirts. some ADA. <laughs> I, <laughs> what um, 
what's the wallet situation? We got a great mobile wallet. You guys got a good mobile wallet? Yep. Uh, recently, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the best it- wallets I've ever used. We've always had some pretty big wallet issues on Cardano, but now we don't. Yeah. It's been fixed. Uh, it's okay, which the, one is it? It's called Eternal, and it's spelled weird. It's like E-T-E-R-L, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's on mobile. It's also a, a browser wallet as well, mm-hmm. and I really like it uh, because it actually has on mobile a dApp store. So you download the wallet on your phone, and you know how traditionally you can't interact with you know, MetaMask and you know, uh, Uniswap. Right. Yeah. But with Eternal, you download the wallet, you know, you hook up your wallet, you recover it or make a new one and you can actually go to the app store and click the NFT store JPEG and it will populate your phone with the mobile version of JPEG and you can purchase NFTs on your mobile wallet. You can do it with Sunday swap as well. You can do mobile swaps on Sunday swap using the Eternal wallet. It's essentially like an app store that's built into it. Whereas, you know, if you're on the browser, you can just connect it you know, tr- like yeah. any other traditional service. That's actually really cool. I like that. Yeah, the uh, the mobile wallet, para wallet on Algorand is also um, very good. If you're into NFTs, there's like a, you can view all of your NFTs in like 3D. If you want a, you know, an NF domain, if you want a dot algo domain, I think very soon you're going to be able to get your domain. You can kind of, when you set up the wallet, you can get your, you know, big pay dot algo. I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure that won't be your next uh, Twitter uh <laughs> Yeah. profile who knows man who knows maybe when we <laughs> get know. these uh what are they called the state channels the state, or? yeah the, when we get these state proofs going you know yeah. who knows we yeah. might like uh, cardalgo or something all right man well uh what else is there anything else that i wanted to say i feel oh i wanted why don't you tell me a little bit about the mycelial gallery i mean you're into fungi i mean what's going on are you uh like uh yeah. what's what's happening here yeah so i've always i've always been into fungi i think fungi yeah. are kind of like you know, because of, you know, you know, the fact that one of them or a few of them, you know, get you high, they've always been put in this like bracket of these things are bad. Uh, whereas yeah. for me, you know, I've actually, you know, grown lion's mane and taken lion's mane for years. And it's really uh, helped me grow as a person, you know, honestly. Mm. And um, I just think more research needs to be done there. Uh, and we also, you know, when Cardano first came out, the first ever NFT project was called Space Buds. And, you know, one of my best friends at the time was a designer and we watched, uh, you know, we were working on some NFTs. We were going to sell like one of ones because we just thought it was cool. We wanted to use the blockchain. And then we yeah. saw what Space Buds did. And, you know, I didn't see any of the traditional Ethereum projects. So it was really a fresh, uh, unbiased view of NFTs. And I saw Space Buds, which is a traditional 10K NFT drop. It was really the first big one on Cardano. It did very well. And we thought, how do we build upon that? You know, how do we add more utility to the NFTs? And, you know, now utility to NFTs is like, you, you make more money. And it's like, that's not where our mind was, was like, how do we gamify this? How do we make it cool? So with Mycelial Gallery, we actually did an NFT drop of 25,000 different NFTs on Cardano. And, uh, you know, we sold them all out in eight days. And what was unique about it was the fact that you can actually take seven of them and burn them. And you mm-hmm. get one unique NFT from that. So that was like really the design of it is, you know, how do we actually, you know, raise money to support charities uh, and also just create a cool gamified project on Cardano. Cool. Yeah. And speaking of NFTs, obviously, um, not obviously necessarily, but Algorand has like a very exciting kind of NFT community. There's some blue chip projects there. And then also, like you were saying, the utility NFTs, tokenized real estate with Lofty is on Algorand. There's a lot of cool stuff happening with music. Um, you know, tokenizing. What are the blue cop- chips? The blue chip, well, Algawana, you know, that's, uh, I don't know if you ever seen the lizards. Hmm. You, the lizards are real cool. Um, what else is an amazing thing? There's uh, some giraffes. You got a, the giraffe, the young G's. Are I've exciting. seen those. I've yeah. seen the giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the, there's the rabbits, uh, Flemish giants, uh, knitted frogs. There's some knitted frogs that are, that I happen to like a lot. There's a lot. There's, there's some cool stuff that, we got some of these uh, guys over from Terra Luna. Some of the NFT artists from Terra Luna came over. So now we have some puffins, you know, a lot of the cool, uh, there's, yeah, there's some cool, they're actually one of the guys, um, uh, what's his name? Andrea Bocelli or something. He does this really cool, he's an Italian guy that does this really awesome art. And he was featured during NFT NYC on like the largest billboard in Times Square. So, you know, it's good. The, the art is definitely booming over there um, in the NFT community. But then there's also, like I was saying, the, you know, all the different things like real estate and copyrights and 
you know, the future of finance as well. And we all know that NFTs are going to play a part in that. Yep. I agree. That's right. I agree. I apologize uh, about all the camera issues, ladies and gentlemen. It's my fault. I left the camera on 4K. And when I do long ones, it likes to overheat. I could have just turned it down. It would have been fine. But It would have been fine because we're only doing 1080. It's yeah, only, I know. <laughs> it's only exporting 1080 anyways. Yeah. Uh, but that's all right, man. And look, and I, look, I appreciate it. I, if there was anybody out there that thought that I was going to have this guy on and like try to dunk on him or something like that, I'm sorry that you're disappointed, but that wasn't my intention. I hope that you had a, a nice time. I hope this was... I, felt productive great. for you. I really enjoyed yeah. it, man. I, I definitely learned a lot. And you know, if, if anyone watching this has any questions about Cardano, shoot yep. me a DM on Twitter. It's uh, B-I-G-P-E-Y capital Y-T. Uh, yep. I really do try to spend, you know, a lot of time out of my day, you know, introducing people to Cardano, telling them about the nuances and really educating people. So that's my job. Feel free to reach out to me. Yep. And then the reverse is also the same. If you have any questions about Algorand, I'm here at Coop underscore Daniels. And or in the comments of this video, I'm always responsive and will give you an answer or find the answer for you. So there we go. This was a good idea, man. Yeah, dude. Well, we can do it again. I want to talk Let's to Milkomita too, because they're building on both. So I think I should uh, set that up as well. Yeah, for sure. But, I, um, I can connect you with uh, the right people for that. Sweet. All right, man. Well, good chat. Good chat. Be safe, right. everybody. Love you guys. All right.